we just sense his presence here this morning. We just sense that God is with us and for us. And I pray that wherever you are, you will feel the sense of God with you today, encouraging you, inspiring you, lifting you up, shielding you, blessing you, protecting you wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, that you will be aware of God's goodness, God's presence with you. And praise God that you've been able to join us today and worship with us. Take time out of our busy schedules and just worship the Lord for he is worthy of the highest praise. And we're just thanking him today. And the Bible says that those who thank the Lord, it says, pour out your hearts to him. Pour out your hearts in thankfulness. Pour it out. Rivers of living water will pour forth from your life. And that is what God wants us to do, is just to pour out our worship, pour out our adoration, thank Him and bless Him and worship Him and let those rivers of joy come out of us and bring healing to our world. Amen. And bring deliverance and salvation because the, the words of eternal life, friends, they are in us. Christ in us. God is in us. We have his word in us. That word is the words of eternal life. Jesus has put them in us. His word of eternal life is in us. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We take this message to the world. We take this message wherever we go. We take this message of the cross. We take this message of Christ that he is the savior of the world. Amen. That he died. He came into our world and died a cruel death so that we might be saved. That we might know God and have our sins forgiven and washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And come to know the Father and come to fellowship with the Father and know him and share his love and share his fellowship. And I just bless you today, all who are listening in the name of Jesus, that you might know the love of the Father, that you might know that He loves you so much today, that He cares about you today, that He wants to bless you and your family so much today, that the, the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Praise God for the Holy Spirit who's here to help us, who's here to encourage us, is here to inspire us to follow Jesus, and follow him in this life and follow the Father and walk with the Father. And, and, and the scripture says, how great is the love of the Father that he has placed within us, that we should be called the sons of God. Amen. How, how, how much is that love that the Father says he has lavished upon us? He has poured out his love upon us so that we might know him and share that love with a dying world, a world that is without hope and without God that does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And friends, we are the blessed people of God. We are the people who are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are so blessed, the Bible says, we are seated with Jesus in heavenly places far above all. We are the church of the living God. Amen. 
We are the church that is victorious over sin, that is victorious over Satan and darkness. We are the church that is victorious, that is the bride of Christ. We are the church of the living God, and we are victorious in Jesus Christ. Let us display that victory. Let us display the glory of God. Let us display the goodness of God and the blessing of the Lord and the fragrance of Christ wherever we go. We take that fragrance of his love and the power of the Holy Spirit. We take his fragrance wherever we go and we walk in fellowship with Jesus and enjoy his presence forever. Not only for this life, but for all eternity, we will praise him. Amen. We will enjoy the Lord for all eternity. So I want to encourage you today just to thank God for wherever you're at right now. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His grace. Thank Him that He knows your name. He knows everything about you. And He is walking with you. If you are a born-again Christian, Christ is in you. And He will see you through the work you started. He will bring to completion. So let's just thank God for that today. And just continue to worship him this morning. And uh, we're going to look at some passages this morning from Psalm 91. I've already uh, read some of them to you. And we're just going to take a look at that passage now. Psalm 91 and reading from verse 1. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Praise God for His Word today. And the promises in his word where he is encouraging us to dwell in the presence of the Most High. It says here, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. God wants us to be in his presence. He wants us to cultivate his presence. He wants to, us to enjoy his presence. You know, the, in the Old Testament, in the old style of worship, the high priest could only go in once a year with the blood of bulls and goats and present that to God. But praise God, through the death of Jesus, he split the curtain that was in the temple. And God was saying, a way is open for us to come right into the presence of God. And we come into the presence of God through that curtain, which is his body. We come into the presence of God through the spilt blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We come into the very presence of God. The Bible says with confidence and with boldness into his very presence. Because, friends, that curtain has been split from top to bottom. From humanity right down. Sorry, from divinity all the way down to humanity. It was split from the top right down to the bottom. So God split that veil, split that curtain, and he invites us to come into the presence of God, to enjoy God, not just to come for a little visit and then disappear for a week or two and then come again uh, in, in, back into the presence of the Lord or, or, or enjoy him for a few minutes and then get on with the rest of our day. He wants us to dwell in his presence all the time. And we see that David, the psalmist, is constantly talking about enjoying the presence of God. He says in Psalm 27, one thing that I am asking of the Lord, this is the one thing that I am seeking, that I might be in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Well, in those days, they had the house of the Lord. They had the tabernacle. They had the temple. And he wanted to be in the temple, in the presence of the Lord. Well, of course, physically that was not possible. He had, he had responsibilities in the nation. He was the king of the nation. But what he's saying is, I want to be in the presence of the Lord all the days of my life. And I hope that that is the desire of our hearts, to be in the presence of God 24-7. To be in the presence of God. To be a prayer meeting. To carry the presence of the Lord wherever we go. Whatever we're doing. Whether we're at work or school or church or play. Wherever we are, we take the presence of Jesus Christ with us. And that's why he says, pray without ceasing. We are keeping ourselves in the presence of the Lord. God wants us to dwell in his presence, to enjoy his presence, to have the benefits of his presence. As he says in Psalm 103, he says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Can you say this morning that all that is within you blesses his holy name? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me bless his holy name. Friends, we have our very breath from God. The fact that we're alive today is because God has created us. He made you in His image and in His likeness. You are His son. You are His daughter. You are a child of the living God. All who have received Christ as Lord and Savior have been born again in, in the Spirit. You have been renewed and Christ has come in. And we carry the presence of the Lord wherever we go. We can be a prayer meeting. Wherever we go, we can talk to the Lord. Praise God, Jesus is with us. He says he will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the very end of the age. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And I love what the psalmist said. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord then dwell in the tents of the wicked. He said, one day in your presence is better than a thousand elsewhere. One day in the presence of God. Do you know what the presence of God is like? 
It is awesome. When you feel the presence of God with you, when you feel the closeness of Jesus with you, you just feel on top of the world. You just feel amazing that God loves you, that God accepts you, that He has empowered you, that His presence is everything you need. And that's why David could say in Psalm 27, even though I'm surrounded by an army, even though 10,000 come against me, I won't be afraid because you are with me. You're my rod and my staff. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I do not have to fear any evil for you are with me. God Almighty is with us. The Lord is with you. God said to Gideon, who felt he was the worst, the least, and the most insignificant family, and the most insignificant tribe, and the most insignificant person, probably in his family. And he said, God said to him, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. We need to remind ourselves that, that if God is in us, and if God is for us, he is all we need, friends. He is everything we need for life and godliness. If Jesus Christ is in us, He is the power of God. He is the anointing that we need. He is the presence of God. And He will be with us through the thick and the thin, through the fire and the water, through the, the hard times and the easy times. He will be with us through turbulent times and difficult times. And right now, we need the presence of God in our world. Right now, we need the presence of Jesus Christ in our world as all of this lockdown is, 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 is beginning to kick in again. And, and we see this virus is at work in our world. What is our response? We say, Lord, just, just kick this thing out and just... Destroy it in Jesus' name. Father, would you come by the power of the Holy Spirit and remove this thing and destroy it in Jesus' name. But friends, God is with us in the fire. God is with us in the midst of this plague. And he wants to comfort and strengthen and encourage us at this time not to be afraid not to be discouraged because he said, if you dwell in the presence of God, if you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, friend, he is going to look after you. You are his child. You are his son. You are his daughter. He is going to bless you. He's going to look after you. He's going to strengthen you. And he is going to encourage you. What does the word of God say? Let us just take a look at some of these verses this morning. What does he say? He says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find Refuge, his faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Praise God. He promises us not only can we be in his presence, we can enjoy his presence. He says that we will rest 
in the shadow of the Almighty. So he will give us peace in the midst of the storm. We can have peace in our hearts and in our minds in the midst of the storm. And we don't need to be afraid as so many people are fearful right now and putting on the masks and washing their hands and keeping their distance and all of those things have their place. But, you know, friends, we just don't want to just do those things and not protect ourselves with the presence of God and cover ourselves with his faithfulness, as the Bible says. He will be your shield and your rampart. God will be with you in the middle of this storm. And he doesn't want us to be afraid and he doesn't want us to be discouraged. He says here, surely he will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He goes on to say that you will be protected from the plague. That's right. He says here, and from the deadly pestilence that stalks in the darkness and nor the plague that destroys at midday. You will not fear the terror of night nor the pestilence, nor the plague. You don't need to be afraid as a Christian, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You just need to have faith that God is going to look after you, protect you, shield you, and protect your family, and protect you at this time from the plague, from the sh shield you from the pestilence, and be with you in this time of trouble. We can have our confidence in the Lord. But friends, it is totally dependent on verse 1, where he says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. We have got to dwell in the presence of God. We've got to live in the presence of God. I remember years ago reading about John G. Lake when the plague hit South Africa, and it never touched him. It never infected him. He said, the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is in me. Is his life is flowing in me. And only he and another man of God could go and retrieve the dead bodies. Friends, there is protection under the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't just want to be washing our hands with, with, uh, with the solution, with the alcohol solution and the sanitizer. We want to be washing our lives in the blood of Jesus. There is great protection under the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. There is a great shielding under the blood of Jesus. You don't just want to be wearing a mask. You want to be wearing faith when you go out. You want to be wearing the blood of Jesus Christ. And you want to have the boldness of the Holy Spirit to say, I'm not afraid. I'm not discouraged. I'm not afraid of all of these things around me. Because Lord, you are with me. You are for me. And you're in me. And you're comforting and strengthening me. Thank you, Lord. I don't need to be afraid in the midst of this plague. I don't need to be discouraged. I don't need to be beaten down. And, and, and like so many people, behind their masks, you can see that they are afraid. Friends, the Bible says, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Fear is something that you let into your heart. Fear is something that you let into your mind. And, and the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. We renounce all fear. We renounce the fear of man. We renounce the fear of the virus. We renounce the fear of the unknown. We renounce fear in Jesus' name. We're not stupid. We're not foolish. With, 
with disobeying the rules that we've given, but we are putting our trust and our confidence in the Lord. Our confidence is in the Lord. If the Lord had not helped us, let Israel say, if the Lord had not helped us, we would have been destroyed. God, if God had not helped the Israelites, they would have been destroyed. They never would have come back to their nation. They would, never would have seen the blessing of the Lord. God has wanted to do new things in our lives, fresh things, and give us that faith and give us that confidence to know that in the midst of the storm, He is with us, He is for us, He will shield us, He will protect us. And He says here in the Word of God, what does He say? A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Let me encourage you to say, Verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I will say of the Lord, I will speak it out, Lord, You are my refuge, You are my protector, You are my shield in this storm, You are the one looking after me, You are the one who's shielding my family. As the Word of God says here, He will be your shield. And your rampart, he will be a wall of protection all around you. Praise God that he's shielding you. He's looking after you when you go out and do your shopping. He's looking after you when you go out on the streets. He's looking after you when you go out in your car. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, we would have been swallowed up. We would have been overtaken. But the Lord is on our side. God is fighting for us. The Lord is a warrior. And God is a shielder. You are a fortress, Lord. You are a shield around us, Lord. And we praise God that He is shielding us. You know, we're talking about people going into their homes and shielding in their homes. But praise God, we can shield under the presence of God. This is the greatest protection we have, is the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And we need to receive these words and speak them out over our lives. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. You need to speak it out and say, thank you Lord, you are my shield. You're my protector. I thank you for the covering of the blood of Jesus. I thank you for the gift of faith, the shield of faith that is around us. Praise God that we have a shield and his name is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And God is looking after his people and he is shielding his people and protecting us in this season. And we give him thanks and we give him praise and we give him worship and adoration. As he says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, and forget not all of his benefits. You know, there are benefits for following Jesus. You know, he says, Who forgives all my sins, and heals all my diseases, who redeems your life from the pit. Praise God, He forgives all our sins. All we need to do is confess them. All we need to do is turn away from them and 
ask the Lord to forgive us. He will freely forgive us. Say, Father, I've sinned against you. Like the prodigal son, when he came back to the father, he said, Father, I've sinned against you. I've done wrong. I've done wickedness. Please forgive me. The father hugged him and embraced him and said, I forgive you. I welcome you back into the family. In fact, he had a feast for him. And God will welcome you back into his family. You just need to say, Father, forgive me. For what I've done is wrong. What I've done is sinful. I repent. I turn away from my sins. I ask you to forgive me, Father. He will cleanse you from all sin and all impurities. And it's an ongoing cleansing as well, friends. But an ongoing purifying, the work of the Holy Spirit then sanctifies and purifies us. God is working with us to sanctify a holy people who will be ready for heaven will be ready to be in the glory of heaven. So prepare your hearts now to meet with the Lord. Get ready to meet Jesus face to face. That will be an awesome day to meet Jesus face to face. May we be able to stand before the Son of Man. Because Jesus is not coming on a donkey the next time. He's coming on a white horse and he's coming to judge the world. He's coming in power. He's coming in authority. And friends, we've got to be ready. The church has got to wake up. Amen. The church has got to wake up and get out of our slumber and, and, and just, just cultivate the presence of God. Wake up. Now let Jesus wake us up. And Lord, wake me up. Ask Him to do that right now. Lord, wake me up. Holy Spirit, come and shake me up, wake me up. Let me be ready for the coming of the Lord. You know what happened with the five virgins, the actually ten virgins that were waiting for the bridegroom. And five of them, the Bible says, they fell asleep. You know, five, five out of the ten, half of them fell asleep. We need to wake up and get ready so we can go in with the Savior. Go into the places and get ready for eternity. Here's a wonderful thing I read this week about Jonathan Edwards, the great revivalist in America. And he is the one who said, Lord, stamp eternity on my eyes. What a great prayer. Lord, stamp eternity on my eyes. Why did he say that? He said there's three reasons why we want God to stamp eternity on our eyes. Amen. And that is, um, number one, life is short. Amen? The shortness of life. Number two, and that is the inevitability, the, the definite, the truth that death will come to every person unless Jesus comes. And thirdly, the length of eternity. All right? So that was his prayer. Stamp eternity on my eyes. May God stamp eternity on our eyes. May we see everything from an eternal perspective. May we see everything we say and do. Because life is short, friends. Life is short. Death is certain unless Jesus comes. And eternity is a very, very, very long time. 
So let's live in the fear of the Lord. Let's get ready for the coming of the Lord and prepare our hearts now. And be busy sharing the good news that Jesus is coming soon. Get ready, get prepared, and tell as many people as you possibly can without shame, without, without inhibition. Say, Christ is returning to this earth. He is coming in clouds of glory. He's coming in power and in splendor. And friends, we have got to be ready to stand before the Son of Man. And that's why we've got to wake up and prepare ourselves for the great and glorious day of the Lord. May we wake up. May we have our eyes open and get ready now because God has given us a window of opportunity to get ready for the coming of the Lord. He says, we have to prepare ourselves. The bride made herself ready. Are you ready to meet Jesus? Are you ready to stand before the King of glory, the God of the universe, just you and Him standing before Him, accounting for your life? May God be merciful to us. What an awesome day that will be to stand and account for everything I've said and everything I've done. I pray we may be able to stand before the Son of Man and be able to stand before the presence of the Lord. So now is preparation time. Now is time to get ready and, and to put everything into this walk. To put everything into your heart and mind and soul. Put everything like Nehemiah. He went and he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. He said, I'm going to do this project for Jesus. And God has got things for you to do. He's got projects for you to do. He's got places where he wants you to go, people he wants you to see, projects to fulfill. And, and, and Nehemiah said, I'm going to go and fulfill this project because the walls of Jerusalem were burnt down. And the walls of Jerusalem were, 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 were in a terrible state. And it was great shame on the Israelites and great shame on the Jews. And, and all the people were mocking and laughing. And Nehemiah was a man with a vision. He said, I'm going to rebuild the temple. I'm going to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Sorry, no, not the temple. I'm going to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he went with a project and a vision and a goal. And friends, we need a vision and a goal for our lives. And in 52 days, that's incredible, isn't it? Just over about seven weeks, he finished the project. You can't imagine. Have you ever seen the walls of Jerusalem? They're about 60 feet tall. Do you know how huge the blocks are? Tons of weight. And they worked with all their heart. They rebuilt the wall. And all the surrounding enemies were shocked. They were amazed at the Israelites, that the Jews had got their heart and mind and soul through one man with a vision and said, we're going to rebuild. Friends, it's time to rebuild the things of God into your life. Rebuild them into your community. Rebuild all that God has wanted to do. He wants to strengthen you, give you fresh vision and give you a focus so you can do an accelerated build just like Nehemiah in 52 days they completed the project. That is miraculous. But it says they worked with all their heart and with all their might. And God helped them and they completed the project. 
Friends, there is much to do before Jesus comes. There is much to do, and he wants us to overcome. He wants us to overcome. As I draw this to a close this morning, I just want to leave this with you. And verse 8 says, If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call upon me, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Notice verse 8 says, If you make the Most High your dwelling, it's totally conditional. Just like verse 1 is totally conditional. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. And also, verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, totally conditional. Those are the conditions. Because he loves me, says the Lord, because he dwells in my presence, I am going to look after him. And that is the will of God. He wants to shield you. He wants to protect you. He wants you to to stand on the lion and the cobra. He wants you to overcome, like Jesus said, no, no enemy will overcome you. He says you will be able to stand on snakes and scorpions and no power of the enemy will be able to overcome you because I am with you and I am in you and you don't need to be afraid. You just need to realize I'm with you and I'm for you and if God is for us, who can be against us? Do we not know our authority do we not know who we are in Jesus Christ? He said, you will trample on the great lion and the cobra, the serpent. You will overcome spiritual enemies. You will overcome things that are in your life by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. If God is for us, friends, who can be against us? The Lord working with them performed signs and wonders. Praise God, friend. He, every promise of God, there's over 7,000. Every promise of God is conditional. If you dwell in the presence of God, all of these promises can be yours. If you stay in the presence of God, all of these promises of protection and shielding can be yours. If you love the Lord, as he says here, because he loves me, says the Lord, is he is going to rescue you and protect you. There are conditions, friend. We've got a, the Bible says if you draw near to God, He's going to draw near to you and He will shield you. He will be your shield and your rampart. He's going to protect you and look after you in these last days. These are tumultuous days, these are days of, of change. These are days where we need to invite God in and stay close to the Lord and walk with the Lord and fellowship with Jesus.
Father, we just want to thank you today for your presence. We just want to thank you that you're with us, that you're for us, that you are on our side, that you are our victory, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you've promised that if we dwell in your presence, that a thousand may fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, it will not come near us. Father, thank you for the protection. Thank you for shielding us, Lord. Thank you for watching out for us. Father, we want to thank you today that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. We thank you for those who've listened today. We ask your blessing to be upon them. Enrich our lives, Lord. And I pray, Father, you will do amazing things in and through us. Bless your church today. Work miracles in your church today. Signs and wonders and miracles, Father. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. I look forward to joining you next Sunday at 11 o'clock. God bless you.